Virgin. I've been with uh, 14 other people and um, Chris and Rose Bax who run Taste the Wild. Taste the Wild is based in uh, in Woodland in North Yorkshire and uh, they offer an insight into wild foods of the season and I've spent the day learning and trying to identify the plants that are all around us frankly that are edible flowers, seeds, a little bit of fungi and as you can imagine depends on the time of the year that you go so I had no idea at this time of year what we might be um, expecting but intrigued by the prospect of the fact that um, I've been told that we might be tapping trees for sap or gathering wild herbs or picking the fungi and transforming them into uh, great dishes and preserves and drinks and exciting stuff so um, I'm rocked up there and um, and got to meet uh, the brilliant Taste the Wild team and the other visitors on the day. Let's, uh, let's have a listen, a listen to All right, I've got a couple of plants here that are not on your sheets, um, but that I found after we printed the sheets. So, uh, <laughs> so I must tell you about them. This one. Looks like you've grown them. It does, doesn't it? It looks like I bought it from a garden centre. Mm -hmm. No, I, uh, I pulled it up yesterday and planted it. Um, this is a weed, a weed that grows in the edges of arable fields. I mean, it's only a weed because it's in the wrong place. Um, but yeah, it would normally have been sprayed or whatever. But this is wintercress, so it does quite often survive because the farmers aren't spraying through the winter. It's growing. Um, it's a member of the brassica family. It's very, very peppery. But it's good at this time of year to identify it because you can see the, the flowers just starting to come on it. It's got a very glossy leaf. I'll pass the whole thing round. You might want to pull a bit off and nibble it, but it's really... It's really quite peppery, right? Very mustardy, so who do you need to go and pull the best leaf? Looking, particularly if you've got old orchards and stuff like that, have a look, look through there. there. So we can't talk about um, wild food in Great Britain without talking about nettles and I know it's really obvious and probably a lot of you have eaten it anyway but um, they are much maligned and lots of people have had nettle soup and just think it's really kind of austere and, and uh, kind of wholesome but not really very tasty. The nettle is not to blame for that. <laughs> the cook and, or the picker is to blame for that because it is a sublime vegetable if it's used right. Um, the, the key to it is you should only pick the tips like that. Okay? I've seen, you know, people on the metals I can do. And you'd use that like spinach. Yeah. Um, and you've been somewhere where they'd like wilt it on a fire to stop it stinging. Hmm. You know, like to put them, do that over fire, does that? Happen? Yeah, but then you've got the long lens, and he said for a cooking anyway, it's the yeah, top, it's the freshest yeah. it is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So you're given a sheet of the uh, the most of the, the plants that you're going to be uh, foraging for over the course of the day. Some of them you collect, some of them you put into these beautiful little trugs and um, end up going in a fantastic soup, a green soup that you have with uh, with some uh, some bread that you're, uh, you're able to roll it out yourself, this flatbread, and put it in these fantastic clay ovens at lunchtime. But... Um, You've got to get out in the woods first and uh, learn a bit and find a bit. And um, some of the 
amazing things. Um, burdock. We've all heard of dandelion and burdock, but um, brilliant to find out a little bit more about what's a, a biennial plant, and, and, and really it's all about the huge taproot underneath it uh, that come the end of year one when the uh, the first year's flowers have all died back if you mark it with a, a peg or a bit of a flag or something you'll be able to find the roots the following season and um, and use that to do all sorts of things making making crisps or, or uh, using it like a roast or, or whatever absolutely fantastic if you don't mark it you'll never find it the other thing that um, we did was um, we did actually tap a silver birch and here's the trick, um, you tap the sap from a, a silver birch, but if it's, if it's budded at all, if there are any buds at all on that tree, you've missed it, it's it's too late. You've, the, the perfect time is to catch one of these trees just before it buds, and so we were just at the end of that, we managed to find one tree without buds, and yes indeed, with a little bit of uh, a, a, a nick in the bark, from a knife uh, followed by the, the tapping in a very very short little peg you can get the sap to drip down into uh, to a little cup and um, turn that into uh, to all sorts of uh, goodness and add it to uh, to recipes um, you've heard a little bit about uh, stinging nettles already uh, and we did manage to uh, safely pick a few of those and eat a few of those raw and take a few back to uh, to go in the soup and I have to say they're pretty good and, and by and large you can use that as you might use spinach in uh, in other recipes different types of sorrels, common sorrel, wood sorrel uh, they're pretty good actually and they're all over the place uh, one or two look a bit like clover and uh, the wood sorrel in particular um, brilliant and uh, tangy, almost citrusy uh, really, uh, someone said it, they, they, the nickname for it is Woodland Haribo, and I can kind of get that. Um, really, really fascinating stuff. Um, even dandelions, the humble dandelion that we try and pull out or dig out or mow out of our lawns, are really, really valuable in the woodland and um, and a neat little recipe um, to create dandelion barges based on a recipe for onion barges. Seriously, creating a batter and deep frying the the whole dandelion head. Uh, in a bhaji uh, recipe really fascinating insight uh, really really nicely delivered course in beautiful woodland with interesting people some great food to eat at lunchtime bit nippy by the end of the day we were pretty chilly so uh, throughout the day plenty of uh, breaks for cups of uh, of tea and coffee but uh, what a fantastic experience taste the wild no it'll be in the sheep So you can see it here. There's actually oh, yeah, some. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have a look round in front of you. You should be able to see a leaf that looks like this. There's a few that haven't got the ears on, but look for one that has got ears on for the moment. There you go. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's very sore. That's the type of sore. I think it's very good. Mm. I think that's the, that is the key thing with this one. It's got that acidity, but the, it almost pops. It's, uh, it's an aromatic it's a really nice mint family. Really uh, the mint family all have a square stem, which is quite interesting. So if you um, if you if I pass this round, if you roll it in your fingers, you'll feel that it's got corners on the stem.
I'll pass a few bits around. Um, do crush it slightly and uh, have a sniff. It's not minty, but it, it's definitely aromatic. It's one of my favourite aromatics, oh. I think. It's kind of a mixture of sort of sage and rosemary, I think. It's a really pleasant scent. Oh, it does have a good smell. Uh, almost lammy. Oh, yeah. Lamb it, goes well with lamb. it goes very yeah, well with lamb. So if you mix it with uh, wild garlic and use it as a stuffing for lamb, it's beautiful. I love putting wild garlic into lamb. Because I, I go wild camping, I, I, we always roast a leg of lamb over the open fire with wild garlic yeah. stuffed in it. It's just. Can I eat it? Yeah, you can eat it. Yeah, it's quite a punchy <laughs> taste. So it's quite a punchy taste, and some people do spit it straight back out. But if you imagine there's quite a lot of garden oh, herbs yeah. that you would stick in your mouth and yeah. and they'd be a bit overpowering. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this uh, its other name is ale hoof. It was used for bitters in beer before hop. Mm. So we had ale in 